Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and Fred with the good news. <laughs> It makes me giggle when it says, here's Angie Austin and Fred. Yeah, like I'm spe- special. Here's the guy we don't like to really talk about. Well, the thing <laughs> that's funny is, is like, and she just has one. That's all we have. Just uh, Angie Austin and Friend. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> all, all. You only get one, and it's me. Sorry. <laughs> I've got more coming up later, though, don't I? Hal Runkle's coming up with, uh, uh, he's into scream-free parenting and a scream-free marriage. And oh, he yeah, says, he's been on before. Love him, oh, and we yep. invited him back. And uh, he is a Christian, but they kind of, uh, they don't put that in like their company name or format because they want to help everyone. Mm-hmm. But he definitely is like Christ-based in, in terms of his approach. And he says it's not just screaming at your kids or your spouse. It can be that snide remark. It can be whatever it is that's a derogatory way of communicating with right. the, your significant other or your children. He, that can be considered, quote-unquote, a scream to him. I showed my wife the book, Scream Free Parenting, and she said, that's a thing? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, we have some yelling at our house. Oh, we're just like, and it's funny. It's like we're not bad people. We just we're loud. Yeah, and well, Sayla's almost three, and she's like in the what we call the three-nager phase, where she thinks she can do everything herself. Oh yeah, and it's just like. Stop doing what you're doing and listen to daddy. Ah! Well, you know, I said something to Riley three times in their home for summer break. So they're challenging. Like the first day they were out of control. And so I cracked down. Like I was like a drill sergeant working in a prison with, you know, like an agenda. You know what I mean? Like I had every, like I was when they, infraction, uh, time out, half an hour. Infraction, mommy, I was recording interviews at home. So I'm like, till I'm done, you have to stay in your room. Because you're not getting along with grandma. Well, that's two hours. Exactly. You know? And so have some homework time. Enjoy yourself. Well, you I didn't. It wasn't and my find fault. them running a cup up and down the bar. <laughs> yeah, really? They peek out of the crack of their door and stare at me in the studio. So funny. But, you know, I don't have any leeway to let them get crazy while I'm recording things. So... All right, so with that said, um, there's some loudness. So anyway, I said something to Riley three times, and the fourth time, I said it really loud. And he said, you hurt my ears. And I said, and you hurt my feelings for not listening the first three times. I thought maybe you couldn't hear me. <laughs> well, over the weekend, we told Sayla uh, Saturday morning three times that she couldn't have popsicles for breakfast, and she was very heartbroken. My wife went to the down the hall and heard a thud. She had tried getting a popsicle out of the freezer herself, what? fell off the back of the oh. chair, landed on her noggin, mild concussion. No way. Yep. I'll bet you she hates popsicles. <laughs> no, she devoured like three of them yesterday. <laughs> but we spent um, most of Saturday in the ER. Oh, my gosh. That is horrible. Yep. Well, you know what, you know what um, John Miller with QBQ Parenting would say? If you tell the kid, if you get it from the table, dinner is over, 
He says, then dinner is over. When they get it from the table, he said, you take the plate away and yep. dinner is over. And I'm That's like, what whoa, we do. he is hardcore. He's yep. like my husband. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and then I'll slip him like a little, you know, half a corn on the cob under the table, you know. <laughs> That's what we do for the dog. <laughs> right. They're crawling around under there. Here's some of mommy's corn on the cob. Sorry. I ate half already. <laughs> um, okay. So I've got some good news for you. The first one. I, I, we've got to play this later when we got some of our Achieve Your Dreams people in, like, you know, oh, uh, Carrie. Carrie Conley. Yeah. Because Shia LaBeouf, this has gone viral over the weekend. Have you seen it already? Yes. Well, how would you describe it? What is um, he doing? Like, what was the purpose of the video? Look at me? I don't know. <laughs> it's like He's gone a little nutty, right? Yeah, Hasn't he gone a little nutty? I, th- I think little is uh, not saying enough. He's gone very <laughs> nutty. So he's gone kind of nutty. He's an actor. What has he been in that you... Uh, Transformers, Holes, um, been in a bunch of Nickelodeon stuff as a child actor. Yeah, he was a child actor, too, mm-hmm. like cute and sweet. And now he's got some kind of a rat tail ponytail. And so what they've done is he's done this video, like, look at me, and he's talking about just do it. Like, instead of talking about it or trying to achieve your goals or talking about doing something with your life, he's saying just do it, kind of like the Nike thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But... They made spoofs of it now on the internet, and one person at made it like a TED Talk. And at first, I thought it was a TED Talk. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when I logged in and looked at it, I'm like, this is the craziest TED Talk I've seen. But someone repurposed it and made, like, spoofed it and turned it into a TED Talk. And then they also put him with the Teletubbies. Like, so Teletub- <laughs> the Teletubbies are in the background, and he's doing this just do it. So it's kind of like a. a Trying to get attention, which he did because it's got a couple of million hits already. And it went viral over the weekend. So here's Shia LaBeouf's inspirational video, let's call it, or audio for you. Do it! Just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit. And you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Do it. Just do it. Yes, you can. Just do it. If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. <laughs> you know. Good message, but, uh, you know, he needs to work on his delivery. You know, though, somebody's, they're going to use this. Like, this is going to be on, like, Carrie Conley's website, or somebody's going to use it in, like, speeches, you know, about. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, a uh, friend of ours, Kathy J, is afraid of being on bicycles. So she decided, okay, just do it. It's something I'm afraid of. So she rode a bicycle. Really? She's afraid of a bicycle? I guess I was on her website and saw her try to ride a bicycle. She um, succeeded for a moment. Oh, she wiped out? Yes. Poor Kathy J. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I, I'm sure there are people that haven't learned how to ride bikes. Because once you get to a certain age, you're like, well, I don't want to be in the neighborhood trying to ride, ride now. I'm 35 or yeah, whatever, like, you know. Bother? I'll just walk. <laughs> right. I'll get a scooter. Exactly. By the way, I think having kids is the best excuse to be immature. I bought a <laughs> scooter that's like a stair-stepper scooter. And, like, everyone will stare at me. It's supposed to arrive in the next day or two. But if you're with your kids, you look like, oh, the nice, fun mom. But if you're on alone, they think you should be in an insane asylum. Well, that's only if you put tassels on and go, wee! As I you- get a bell. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. <laughs> so it's like a stair stepper, and it's a scooter. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that gives you the momentum as you step down. And yeah, think, oh. yeah. So it's like a stair stepper, like exercise machine, but it makes the scooter go. And they have other ones too, these sky flyers or something. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go back and forth, like twist back and forth and back and forth, and then you look like a complete maniac. Right. Well, now what you can do is you can like challenge your kids to a race and say, "Winner gets five bucks." 
Well, and, and, and I do, and I have a helmet, and I ride around the neighborhood. I have a regular scooter, but that wasn't good enough for me. Oh, yeah, I got to one-up the competition? Well, I felt like only one leg was getting a workout, so I wanted to yeah. get, you know, the stair-stepper one. It wasn't cheap either. It was like 150 bucks. It better work well. Well, last summer, I was riding one of those, and um, then the next day, I realized, why the heck does my hip hurt? It was like excruciating oh, pain, and then no. I realized I was on, like, one, putting all my weight on Dude, one hip the whole 30. time. you are 30! But it was just like the way, because you go all wonky, and my you foot do. is too big for the... So, so my joints were all like twisted to begin with. I wasn't riding it safely, but uh, you have to wear a helmet. Yes, well, yeah. I wear a helmet anyway when I'm just walking. Well, the you know. funny thing is, what's wrong with you? The funny thing is, is my husband's six six. My kids are getting close to my height, so from the back, it almost looks like three kids and a chubby kid. You know, <laughs> you know that. No, seriously, it's like three little kids and, a, and their chubby sister. Oh, and look it, at those me. guys! They befriended the neighbor. <laughs> Oh, gosh, they're so tall. It's crazy. All right, I have another sweet good news story for you. This one has to do with proposals, which I think are always so neat. We hear so many bad cop stories. This, I saw a cop, in a, in a, in, and I thought, oh, it's a good news story. What is it, what's it about? So first of all, getting kindergarten kids, you know this, Jorge, because you've got a young one like I do, and, and Sayla's not quite that age, but they can't keep a secret. Mm -hmm. So like when you go into a room, like if I walk into my kid's room when he's receiving an award, they all want to like tell me, you know, or tell him like, your mom's here, you must have won. Your mom's here, you must have won. Because a lot of times they know right. who the award kid is. And I'm like, please don't tell my son you saw me. And then you hear him, oh, you're Riley, your mom is here. You must have won. Your mom is here. You know, <laughs> they cannot keep a secret. You know, and I'm like, I'm begging you. Don't tell him. I want to you know, catch the surprise on video. So you've got like 50 kindergarten kids in this room and all these teachers. And they're telling the kindergarten teacher, okay, turn around. You know, Close your eyes. We have this cool surprise for you. And none of the kindergarten kids spilled the beans, which I think is a, a miracle. That's a miracle straight from God. Well, did they even tell the kids what was happening? Well, the kids kind of knew there was a police officer in the room, mm -hmm. and some of them probably knew that it was her boyfriend. So the police officer, who's the boyfriend, he lives in Hawaii. The teacher, the kindergarten teacher, and all the kindergarten kids, they're in Oregon. So he's flown in to surprise the kindergarten teacher for her oh. birthday, and it's a proposal. Ooh. So she turns around, and not only is he there, he's on, you know, on his knee, uh, on bent knee. Bended knee. Yes, on bent. Uh, and that usually is a giveaway. He's not like looking for something on the floor. He hasn't lost What's a contact. <laughs> I'm tying my shoes. What's yeah, <laughs> I'm tying my shoes. I've surprised you. I've flown in from Hawaii. But I just love how quiet the kids are. So take a listen. The teachers are setting it up and they're all in there. Turn around. Keep your eyes shut. Here we go. No peeking, though. Okay, no peeking. Because I'm really going to try to make it tricky for you. Okay. Remember, you have to find the sunshine. I have to find the sun? Okay. Because okay, the sun is changing around. Okay. You guys think we're ready? Yeah. Okay, now, no telling. Okay, Suika. Okay, can I turn around Turn now? around. You can turn around Okay. Now. She sees it. <laughs> so, there are so many things that I thought about saying to you. But all I will say is I know our time together has been brief, but I've loved you since the first day I met you. Um, I knew that I wanted to be with you for the rest of my life. I No words or actions can really convey honestly how I feel about you, but I would love to spend every day for the rest of my life showing you exactly how much I love you. Will you please make me the happiest man in the world? Will you marry me? <laughs> Isn't that nice? Well, now the, the cynical person would say, She's marrying him to get to Hawaii. Well, hey, well she, they're both from Hawaii, apparently. Oh, okay. And then, of course, all the kids burst into tears because their teacher's moving to Hawaii. <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen. She didn't tell him yet. <laughs>
Oh, isn't that sweet? That's very sweet. I How like did, that. Did Mark do something big as a proposal for you? On TV. Oh. Which now that I'm old and cynical, I'd be like, don't do it on TV. But, you know, I was young and cute, wearing my red dress. And uh, Caroline Ray from the Caroline Ray Show from years oh, yeah. ago, she mm-hmm. was there with me that day, oh. kind of co-hosting with me and my co-host of a time, my co-anchor. Well, I think I was doing weather. But anyway, Tom Green was there, Caroline Ray, and myself. And she kept saying, I was kind of a little bit surprised, obviously, because he was my director and he came out and he he proposed on camera. We were on the air. And then Caroline's like, aren't you going to answer him? Like, I forgot to answer, you know? And she's, you know, Annabelle did too. What? She, she forgot to answer? She didn't answer. And like, everyone was clapping. I'm like, stop. She hasn't said anything yet. Right. Don't clap. How did you do it? Well, I was working at a church at the time and I got all the pe- the men on staff to um, let me record a video telling how they proposed to their wives. Oh. And then after the church service, there's always a cafe afterwards. And so the video just started of everybody telling how they proposed. And then I was at the very end and I said, how I proposed to my wife was I showed this video, came around the corner and proposed. And at that moment, Annabelle looked up from her salad and realized that 200 people were staring straight at her. And she's like, oh, oh my goodness, what is going on? She's halfway paying attention to this video. And then I come out all dressed in a nice suit and I propose. And of course, I put the uh, ring on the wrong finger because all the whole time I had it when I'm right-handed. So I just, like was practicing right. and then I realized I put it on the wrong hand. And then everyone started cheering like, Shh, she hasn't said anything yet. And, and she so, says, say yes, right? She well, make, yeah. Should make you wait? <laughs> no. How about you, Jorge? You were like high school age. You probably did it at like the football game or you're probably working at like Taco Bell or McDonald's and you're like, you know, how did you do it? Weren't you like a teenager? Uh, yeah. yeah, we were a teenager. Well, we're at uh, high school. Okay, well, it that's teenagers. It was one of our games because back then I was doing baseball. It was so, a baseball game? Yeah, right after the baseball game. So my friends helped me out to put everything together for her. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, he was yeah, like, over there. You know, we, we lost that day, but uh, hey, <laughs> I ended up winning. <laughs> Wait, so how, were you a senior in high school? Yep. Wow, and they're yep. still married. Wow. 72 years later. <laughs> well, 19. Uh, 19. Wow, that's awesome. You look awesome. great for 72. Right? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, that's a great story. I like that. All right, we've all, I didn't know your stories. That's pretty cool. All right, so let's do, um, this is the, uh, you explain this one. This is a good news story you found for me, Moose. Oh, yes, it's this uh, teenage girl who uh, is a fabulous dancer. She's won several competitions, but uh, in her training for these competitions she'd pass out and it was very concerning to her parents and it ended up that she had a heart condition so right and she passed out several times and then they thought oh like they they, they overlooked it for a while yeah, i thought it was just like dehydration or exhaustion, exhaustion but then being that it happened so frequently and was such a big deal they decided that uh, needed a medical look at it and so she ended up having a situation where she had, um, as you mentioned, a heart problem. Yep. And so we're going to hear part one of this. This isn't the surprise yet, is it? This is her no, this story. No, her telling about uh, the story of okay. what's going on with her. All right, yeah. here's the story. It's a tale of two champions. One you may recognize, professional dancer Val Tremakovsky. The other, an up-and-coming tap star who's about to get the surprise of a lifetime. Meet 14-year-old Gianna Shuffler dancing since first grade until she started passing out during her vigorous tap routines at age 11. I'm holding her and she was non-responsive and it was the scariest thing to see and to go through. After five incidents in three years, her parents knew it was something more than exhaustion and dehydration. The condition that she has is the second commonest cause of sudden death among young people when they exercise. And she'd had actually a small heart attack. 
After doctors discovered a malfunction in her heart, Gianna underwent complex open-heart surgery at Cohen Children's Medical Center in Long Island in March of 2014. What were her first words after surgery? Can I dance? And within four months, Gianna was back on the dance floor. She's amazing. Even winning a national championship. She won a national championship after having this huge heart surgery and just her training and her health beforehand just helped her conquer this. And then um, not only did she have this huge award and this uh, fight to get better, she also had a surprise that we uh, learned about with because Val. Remember her idol is Val, Val Tchermakovsky. That's a mouthful right there. Yeah, and she thinks she's just there for some kind of a press conference kind of thing. About like her journey. Yeah, her journey. But really, of course, there's a surprise. To see such a courageous young lady go through this struggle and, and defeat it with, with, with the strength of dance is, is awesome. I'm Gianna Shuckler. She thinks she's at Val's studio Dance With Me for a press conference to celebrate her miraculous recovery and perform. She's right outside. Little does she know, this pro is about to bust through that door. Gianna! <laughs> <laughs> How amazing is she? Showing us it takes two to tap. What do you make of this surprise? I can't explain it. <laughs> like just everything that I've been through just makes everything worth it. Oh, such you a know sweet him story. from Dancing with the Stars. Yep. He just won with Rumor Willis right yeah. recently. Yeah, the latest winner, and I think he's won four times before. Has he really? Yeah, he's been on it for a while. He's been on it for a while, but I thought it was his first actual win. His brother, you're thinking maybe, oh, but his yes. brother, he won last season. So I think they each won, well, no, that was the, one of the girls that won. Anyway, they, yeah. I know they've each won. And his brother, um, Max, he was on the show for years. Oh, okay, maybe that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah, Max is gone. Keeping it all in the family, huh? Yes, keeping it in the family. All right, so coming up, we have Hal Runkle. And uh, he it works for the Scream Free Institute. Which oh, I just, Runkle. Runkle. The Scream Free Uncle Institute. Uncle Runkle. Uncle Runkle. <laughs> My favorite uncle's Uncle Runkle. Uncle Runkle's so fun. He never screams at me. So if you um, have, you know, a difficult relationship with your spouse or your kids, or maybe you get angry, you make snide remarks, you yell. He says all of those things um, can be helped through Scream Free Parenting, Scream Free Marriage Techniques. And he's a Christian with a really great message to help us in our relationships. Very nice. Can you stick around? All right. Jorge, I think you need this. Ah, kidding. Let's we'll talk to Uncle Runkle. Uncle Runkle will be right back with Hal Runkle. Eight ten KLVZ, Brighton, Aurora, and Colorado Springs, where love lives. Walt Wilson from Private Pension Design talks about partnering with Angie Austin. Well, my experience over the last six months has been just a positive effect on my life, and I've enjoyed working with Angie and the staff. I would do this even if I didn't get customers off the show, but I have gotten clients off the show. But it's just neat to see somebody in this media talking about things that happen that are good in, in the world and it can encourage us. I have received phone calls from clients wanting to know more about what I do. I've had people come to my seminars that we've been uh, advertising on. It's been a positive relationship for me. It's just been a great, great environment for me to be involved in. And I'm an older person and uh, I've been around the world just to see the enthusiasm that this particular station has is just great. I love it. I endorse the good news 100%. 
If you want to find out more about partnering with The Good News and Angie Austin, call Mike Treem at 303-481-1800. That's 303-481-1800. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get $1,000. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC, and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations, churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. Excellent. Collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Stop. Take a moment to think and ask yourself, is my business going where I want it to go? Am I being a good captain at the helm of my ship? If you said no or are struggling to come up with a decent answer, you need some guidance. Carrie Conley of Infinite Nation can assist you in setting goals, achieving them, and getting you and your business to the next level. You might need to restructure how you go about handling your business, clients, vendors, employees, and even your personal life. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation and can coach you to have the business and life that you've always imagined. Carrie offers a free 30-minute consultation to figure out how you can work together and set goals that stick to set you up for success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to design your vision and get started on the road to victory today. Grow your true passion and gain the tools and supportive community you'll need to progress while remaining completely anchored in your goals. Get Carrie to give you a nudge or a push in the right direction. InfiniteNation.com. I-N-F-I-N, the number 8, Nation.com. The love of Christ lives on 810 KLVZ. Welcome back. Well, whenever I have a great guest, I always get excited to have them back. And oh, I have an, I have a confession to make. In my family, we're yellers. And so my kids are becoming yellers. And then I'll yell at them for yelling. And I'm like, wait a second. I have got to learn to not lose my cool. And it helps not only in parenting, but in relationships, including your marriage. Let's be honest and not yell. You know, I can keep myself from yelling at my husband generally. I don't do that, but the kid's a little more difficult. So I have Hal Runkle joining us and he is the author of The Scream uh, of Scream-Free Parenting and Scream-Free Marriage, both New York Times best-selling books. And Hal, I was so impressed with you. I wanted to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on again. I'm uh, thrilled to be with you. All right, so we talked about parenting, which I needed help not yelling. But uh, some people yell in marriage. Now, that's something I really have tried not to do, but a lot of us right. do do it. So let's talk about well, uh, go ahead, some, of, some of the techniques sure. you use. Well, especially it depends on how you define screaming, because even in parenting, we define scream uh, fairly broadly. It's, it's what we're really talking about is any kind of emotional reactivity. Uh-huh. And screaming is just the easiest way to get emotionally reactive. Yes. And it is easier to scream out loud with our kids than it is with our spouses, but we do get just as emotionally reactive in our marriages, if not more. It's just we kind of broaden our repertoire. Like all of us have experienced kind of a three-day silent treatment in uh, our marriage, and that's just as loud a scream as an out loud shouting match. Okay, good point. And although, 
And all of us also have experienced just kind of the, the freezing out or the cold shoulder or the the uh, accusatory question, the immediately bad assumption, all different ways of getting emotionally reactive to our spouse. And, and it makes sense that it happens in marriage. It's the most intimate relationship we have. So we're at our most vulnerable with our spouse and we care more about their opinion not just about us, but about anything than anybody else. So it becomes incredibly important to learn to what we call be calm and connected at the same time. And that is very, very difficult to do. It's easy sometimes to be calm in your marriage by just creating space, shutting each other out, avoiding each other, right? Tiptoeing around each other, not bringing up anything sensitive. Or, you know, sometimes we're connected, but we're anything but calm. That's where mm -hmm. literal out, uh, out loud screaming can come in. It's difficult to do both at the same time. All right. So becoming calm and connected helps us. I, I want to kind of step through this process because you just made us aware that it's not always screaming or yelling. It can be a silent room. It can be a, a, a caustic remark, a snide remark, right. a, a hurtful joke you keep making over and over again, uh, talking to your uh, parents about your spouse in a way that yeah. all of a sudden your parents don't like them anymore. So destructive things within a marriage. So let's Absolutely. talk about some of the mistakes people make in the marriage, and then let's talk about some of the techniques to heal them or to uh, better argue, you know, to come to conflict, res uh, to resolve conflicts in a more productive manner, and then we'll throw sure. in that calm and connected. So what are some of the mistakes you see people make uh, making? Well, one of the reasons why it's easy to get reactive is because I think we have some basic misunderstandings about what marriage is supposed to be and how we are supposed to be in our marriages. In short, I believe we've been lied to about a number of things about marriage, and, and whenever we kind of trot this out, we recognize we're going to step on some people's toes. But some of the basic beliefs that we've grown up with or been taught explicitly, either by you know people like me, experts, professionals, therapists, or ministers or family members, are, not, are downright lies that actually we believe are destructive. And so one of the things when we try to match our lives to these lies, then that's when it gets easy to get reactive. For instance, the lie that we're so much one that that means we can't still be two in any regard whatsoever, meaning we can't have disagreements because mm -hmm. we're one, Yeah. meaning we can't have conflict because we're one, because if we're a whole one, then we're going to be in total harmony with each other, so we can't have conflict. And so you go into the marriage with this operation, and what happens when it seems like, wow, we, we're running into conflict, we're not supposed to be, I'm, I know I'm doing everything I should be doing. So the other person must be wrong, and it's my job to then convince them or persuade them. Or conflict, maybe I'm wrong, and so I just silence myself, mm -hmm. which just invites the worst enemy of all, which is resentment. Uh -huh. Res resentment in marriage is the silent killer. It is the uh, My wife and I moved into our first house. We bought our first house, and every, it was all these pine trees here in Georgia. But a couple of pine trees out front, there was this weird kind of clawing sound that we would hear every dusk. So I went and I thought I isolated where it was coming from. I pulled off a piece of bark and an entire sheet of bark 10 feet high fell off the tree. Oh, oh. So I called, I called the extension service and they say, uh, you need to go to a hotel because that tree is completely hollow. It's been eaten out from within by these little tiny things called bark beetles or pine beetles. Mm -hmm. And it had spread to like six trees around our neighbor car, around our yard. These, these trees looked completely perfect on the outside, but 
on the inside, they were totally hollowed up. And, and those are resentments. Uh-huh. And I love it. I think it's a brilliant word because it's literal. It's like a literal rescinding of a thought, this sense of injustice. Like I'm right, he's wrong, but I can't bring it up because we're not supposed to fight. And so I resend it to my brain and I resend it. Or like you said, maybe I talk to my mom about it or my best friend about it. And I, because I don't know how to calmly with integrity address the complaint I have mm-hmm. with the person I have the complaint with my spouse. Yes. And so I resend it, I resend it, and then ability to hold all that back eventually erodes, and then I explode in some form of screaming. This is happening all the time. And so what what we've come to realize is, look, we can't be scared of conflict. Conflict's going to happen because we're still two different people. Right. And conflict, well, think about it this way. If I want a warm marriage, then I'm going to have to experience some friction. Yes. Because when we do everything we do to make keep things completely calm, meaning not me interior and calm, but us calm, we're at peace, right? No matter what. Yes. Uh, that's cold. It becomes routine. It becomes comfortable, and we're not really getting to know the real person. And so we start faking it. And what I hear, you know, as a therapist working with couples is the real reason people divorce is because they feel like they can't fully be themselves and be connected to this person at the same time. That's interesting. Okay, so we feel like we must be one. So we feel uh, we either have to convince them to agree with us or we shut down and we build resentments. We just give in, build resentments. And you say resentments are the silent killer of a marriage. And boy, when you explain that, that really makes sense to me because I'd never really done that. But recently I had because my husband was under a lot of stress. So I just kept kind Uh of uh, overlooking behavior that wasn't his typical behavior because of his stress. And I definitely right. feel like those resentments were building until I really talked it out. So I could see how in a long-term marriage, you could just get dead inside towards each other. And it happens all the time. We see it. I mean, we just talk, talk to your friends about it and they will begin to say this, but, well, I can't bring it up because this or whatever. And I always hear this. Well, and this is another one of the lies. People say, well, we can't talk about it because we end up in a fight. And the reality is no, we don't end up anywhere. It's amazing how we excuse our own bad behavior because we think our spouse did it first. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they started it. So look, we escalated, and no, you chose to escalate right with them. What, what we tell folks is, look, there's a four-letter word that does not get said enough in marriage, and it and it stops any argument or resentment-filled uh, exchange in its tracks. Just this one word, and it's ouch. Your partner says says something to you that's hurtful based on the inside information that your partner has mm-hmm. that no one else has, right? Mm-hmm. And they use it on you in a way that you feel betrayed, you feel hurt. You know, you mentioned the careless comment or the insult that they keep saying, even though you've told mm-hmm. them not to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so you know what? What we want to do is get reactive to that, and we want to throw everything right back at them using the inside information we have on them. Like, oh, yeah, well, you're starting to look like your mother or whatever we know. Oh, ouch, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that's what we do. I want want people to know, if they're just joining us, I want people to know that we're speaking with Hal Runkle right now, and he's written Scream-Free Marriage and Scream-Free Parenting. And he is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And right now we are getting assistance on our marriages. So then how do we use that word, ouch, to our advantage? Why is it so effective? It's just a word, ouch. Right, but it's 
one person, not both of them. You don't need your spouse to cooperate with you. It's just you breathing in. And we call it calming down, growing yourself up, and getting closer to your spouse. That's kind of a formula we state as our solution, how to represent yourself in the midst of conflict. Calm down, grow up, get closer. Just say the word, ouch, that one hurt. I don't know if you were meaning to hurt me, but you did. I'm not saying it spitefully. I'm not saying it angrily. I'm just saying it with this weird combination of strength and vulnerability. I'm standing up tall when I say it. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Mm -hmm. That one hurt. I don't know if that's what you were wanting to do. Now, that doesn't make me weak. It does make me vulnerable. And that's the thing that is missing when we're hurting is we want to get defensive. Instead of if we want to actually create the relationship we've always craved, then we've got to lead with our vulnerability. But we can't do it in a needy way. I don't need you to respond well to me, but I do need to represent myself well to you. Because now, that's what I said I do to. And, and I think that that's an important distinction you make. You say, saying, ouch, that one hurt. I don't know if you meant to hurt me, but that sure hurt me. Uh, it doesn't right. make you weak. It makes you vulnerable. I think that we don't want to be vulnerable. Our natural instinct in an argument is not to be vulnerable. It's to be wrench out reach out with our um, verbal knife. Like you hurt yep. me, I'm going to verbal knife you back and then you verbal knife me back. And it's like right. a knife fight, you know, with, with no winner. Exactly. And so if you... Or, if or you, our shield. That yes. We want to just cut ourselves off. Yeah. Yes. You sh you leave the room, you you get resentment, you quiet down, you yep. let them win, um, agree to disagree, which sometimes I, I will do that. And that usually works sure. if I'm okay with agreeing to disagree, you know? Sure, sure. But so, if, it's, if I'm feeling hurt, then I'm going to tell my spouse because that's what I said I do to, is that I was going to fully make myself known to my spouse. Now, what you do with this information is up to you because you're a grown person. You're an adult. But I, as your spouse, I'm going to let you know. So this is my wife coming to me and uh, saying, you know, we get in this bad pattern years and years ago, but I wasn't making the bed, even though I was the last one getting out of it. <laughs> and I wasn't making the bed, wasn't making the bed, right? And uh, she would make the bed after me, or she would then, hey, can you help me a little? I don't ask her very much. And okay, okay, I will. And she said, well, are you going to? Well, yeah, mommy, I will, right? It would escalate like that until she began to take responsibility for her part in that pattern. And what she did was realize, okay, I'm telling him how to behave like I'm his mother. And then I'm shocked when he acts like a little boy. Well, how about I just correct my part? Now, whether he corrects his part is up to him, but I'm going to correct my part, and I'm going to let him know that. And so she actually came to me and apologized. Said, hey, honey, you know what? This whole making the bed thing, I apologize. I've been talking to you like I'm your mommy, and I'm not, I didn't want to marry my son, so I know you didn't want to marry your mom. I apologize for treating you that way. I'm like, wow, okay. Then she took calm down, grow up, get closer, another step towards me. And she said, now, as your wife, I do need to let you know something. But when you don't make, when you don't make the bed in the morning, when you choose to not do that, that's fine. You're a grown man. You can do what you want. But it makes it harder for me to want to climb back in that bed with you later that night. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> blunt. <laughs> yep. And then she just turns around and leaves the room. And she said it calmly and even lovingly, but it was honest because she said, look, I'm not going to tell you how to behave, but I am going to let you know how your behavior affects me. And then what you do next is up to you. You know, it's interesting. So what that is, is, Go ahead. That's, 
it's respect for each other as adults. Right. You know, I'm I'm stunned at how well my husband's responded to. Um, I I. I I work a lot, and uh, I take uh-huh. care of the kids a lot and do the homework a lot, but I also started, like, carrying a lot of things, and, like, we'd leave the swim team, and I'd have this heavy bag on my shoulder and, like, the food bag, and I became, right. like, the family Sherpa, and I'd load the luggage in the car if he was running late, which he always was, so that we'd be packed for the yeah. trip. So I said, I don't want to be the Sherpa or the mule of the family, and then the kids would joke around, Daddy, Mommy doesn't want to be the mule. And so then I uh-huh. finally talked to him and I said, you know, I have to be honest with you because he was real defensive, you know, or uh, we'd be in the yeah. car and he even told me once like, oh, can you just throw that in the trash? Something was in the passenger seat. It was a huge computer monitor and I was carrying it to the trash <laughs> and I'm like, I looked back at him in the comfort of the car thinking, why am I carrying this? He's six, six. I'm five feet tall. So oh, then, that's funny. Yeah. So then um, I, rather than just be snide and say, I'm not the Sherpa, um, I said, uh, Hey, I just want you to know that um, it doesn't make me feel like cherished and like the lady of the family when I have right. to do like all the manual labor. And I said, and our son is watching us. So he's learning how to treat a woman by whether or not you ever open my car door or help right. me carry in the groceries or you taking the bag, you know, when we leave swimming with all the heavy, wet stuff in there. Um, he's right. watching you. And so he's learning how to treat, you know, a woman. And it sure would make me feel better, you know, um, like more cherished and like the mom sure, of the sure. family if you carried it and like you opened the door for me. And he started doing it. And when I made the jokes mm. about being a Sherpa or we, we watched this show where this woman is always yelled at by her husband. Her name's Kate. And so I would always yeah. uh, be like, all right, Kate will be right down, like joking that, you know. <laughs> that I, right. And so the kids started saying, Kate's coming, Dad. You know, it became oh, rather than yeah. make the snide joke or, you know, that mom's the mule, she's the Sherpa, she's the yelled at lady. I just yeah. was honest with him like your wife was with you. And I'm stunned. Like he's opening the car door. He's carrying things for me right. like he used right. to when we were dating. And that's that's where I was going to go. Is is what we encourage folks to do is learn to do what you're learning to do, and that's we call it authentic self representation. That I'm going to let you know who I really am. When I'm making the passive aggressive Sherpa jokes, that's not authentic. It's a self representation, but it's an inauthentic self representation. You're not taking the vulnerable step of actually making your heart known. Mm-hmm. You're trying to you're trying to joke him snide him into behaving differently, which is manipulative, so you can't be surprised if he's going to be defensive against that. Right, or if he doesn't do it. Right, so what you're choosing to do is represent yourself. Do you want him to respond differently? Of course. But you don't want him to respond differently because he feels goaded into it by you. Right. You want him to do it because that's who he is as a man, and that's how he genuinely feels about you. Well, that means you have to let him know how you genuinely feel. I'll tell you what my wife would do in addition to that is she would then, without the kids in earshot, kind of whisper in my ear, plus when you don't do those things for me, it makes it harder for me to find you attractive. Oh, yeah, that would get him. It would because it knifes right to the essential parts of our connection. You, You mentioned like you used to do when we were dating. Mm-hmm. You were dating. It wasn't about management of mortgages and kids and stuff. Yeah. You were dating. It was about romantic connection. Well, the great thing is that's still the core of your relationship if you plan to last post kids. Yes, exactly. Right? right. So bear your heart open. 
And it's it's difficult because you're right. In the heat of the moment like that, that's the last thing we want to do. But you know what? Marriage is about saying no to so many of our basic instincts in order to say yes to our highest hopes. And our highest hopes are a connection that transcends understanding, transcends space and time. It's a connection that we can't even fully describe. But that doesn't happen without vulnerability. And so does it make sense to open yourself up to more and more criticism? No. But if you really want a connection, then yeah, that's what you do. That's Mm -hmm. what marriage calls us to. Mm -hmm. And it's scary. It is always going to be scary. Just like it was scary that first time I said I love you to my spouse. And I didn't didn't know I was going to get an I love you in return. Right. But, But somehow I did it. And you know what? That scariness also led to the magic. Well, that's still available to you guys. It's still available to me in my life after 21 years because we're still constantly changing and evolving as people and things are coming up. And do I have the courage to calmly, like you just described you did to your husband, reveal my true heart? Yeah. This is what's going on with And you. to be, as you put it earlier, um, it doesn't make you weak when you express that hurt or say that ouch. It makes you vulnerable. I want to make sure, Hal, that uh, people can find you and your books, uh, Scream Free Marriage and Scream Free Parenting, if they'd like to learn more of your techniques. Screamfree.org is the place to be. That's the hub. Um, and you, yes, you can buy, find our books in, in bookstores everywhere and Amazon and whatever. But uh, screenfree.org, we've got a podcast that has uh, been celebrated by lots, and we've got, and it's all free resources. Um, so we love being a nonprofit and trying to provide as much life-changing messages uh, as, as we can. Excellent. Well, we'd love to have you back, Hal. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks so much. Eight ten KLVZ. Listen online and check out showtimes at klvz.com. Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. um, And you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I I love going to church now. I learn something every week and and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people. And two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. 
Thursday night we connect, you can go to dinner, you get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Break and sorting the different Brick Break stuff. Also, then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Hey there, this is Dr. Joe Arve, your Maximized Living Doctor, and I just want to say thank you so much to Angie Austin. We've spent the last year together really getting Denver healthy and strong, and we just had an amazing cancer killer event where we had over 150 people show up. We had just record time helping people get better, get stronger. And it was just thanks to Angie for a lot of things she put in. She gave her testimony. And so as a business owner, as a doctor, as a man on a mission, I just want to thank Angie Austin and the good news for just being there. And if you are a business partner and you're looking for a way to partner with Angie to really help get your message out to increase your business, I really ask you to contact her, talk with her, meet with her, and see if it's a good fit because, boy, I am sure glad I did. So, again, this is Dr. Joe Arvey encouraging you to give Angie Austin a call, work with her in the good news so that you can bring the good news to your clients. If you're interested in growing your business and working with Angie, you can contact me at spinegeek.com or contact Angie herself at angieaustinnews at gmail.com. That's angieaustinnews at gmail.com. You're listening to KLVZ and KLVZ HD, Brighton, Denver, and online at klvz.com. Welcome back to the good news. Monica Hawkins with Monica Hawkins Ministries joining us because she has been a guest on the show quite often. And now she has her own show on our Denver affiliate, 810KLVZ. If you're listening in Denver, you'll be able to listen to Monica. And uh, she's joining us right now to tell us a little about it. Hi, Monica. Hi, Angie. Thanks for having me on the show again. I love being with you. Well, I have to say before, I'm very proud of you because I know... You know, through your story and speaking out, reaching out to people, um, you have just received an award. So let's go ahead and just take a step back and tell people a bit of your testimony to for them to understand why you have such a heart for hurting, uh, helping hurting people and why you got the award. So tell us a little testimony first. Yes, I would love to tell you a little bit of testimony. So when I first encountered you, Angie, you remember I was just fresh to Denver after the murder of my youngest son, Dante Hawkins, who had just finished his semester at Clary University. He wasn't the intended target. And so through that journey of questioning who God was in my life and um, could I live beyond the pain, 
can I live with a shattered heart? Um, God allowed me to write a book, A Shattered Heart, A Journey of Hope, Trust, and Healing, and I share my journey of that. And then with everything that's going on in the news, it's I've been able to really have a passion because when your soul is hurt, you can't really accept God or accept new people in your life. And so I have a passion based off of my testimony and being in such a dark place of depression and hopelessness, but how God brought me through it through my faith and standing on his word. Um, I love helping others. I know you do. You just have such a heart for that. And forgiveness, a big a big message of yours. All right, so let's talk about the award you just received. Yes, I was so excited. I, um, I, I received an award from the Beauty Within Foundation. It's a foundation that um, really wants to educate and communicate to women um, other women's stories in terms of how they survive different things in our life and how they moved on with their life. So I got an award, and um, I um, will be their keynote speaker coming up very soon. And um, we did a full photo shoot and um, a huge interview um, with them as well. So I was really excited about it. Well, it's always exciting when someone uh, appreciates your message and says, hey, we, 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 we think you're doing the right thing and that, you know, you're following your dream. And when, when you first told me, you know, uh, that you felt a calling to move here after your son had been murdered from the East Coast and to come to Denver and you knew no one, I thought, oh, my goodness, how terrifying that must have been. But you just felt call- God calling you out here. And let's talk about your new radio show and when it airs and what it's going to be about. It'll be on 810 KLVZ. But, by the way, all of those, you know, shows you can fi- you can listen to on live stream as well. So if you're listening in Birmingham or Portland, et cetera, you can listen to Monica's show via the 810 KLVZ website. Yeah, so I'm really excited about my show. It's called It's Relevant Truth. I think with everything that's going on with the culture and really trying to evangelize um, the save and, and strengthen this, our, us as Christians, um, it's sharing biblical truths in practical ways so that you can learn to love God, love you, and love others. And so um, we really look at what's going on in Hot Topics in terms of in the world and how does God view them. And so we really want to encourage you to, um, that the Word of God is relevant. It's relevant for right now for any situation you may face, whether it's divorce, a loss of a child, whether it's government, whether it's whatever it may be, that the Word of God does have an answer. Well, and I love that you say that because you hear so often, you know, oh, the Bible's really old, and maybe that advice (laughs) worked way back then. Yeah. You know, you giggled because you've heard it, too. Yeah. So uh, uh, what time will your show air, uh, uh, Colorado time? It airs at 9 o'clock a.m. every Saturday morning on um, 810 KLVZ. Excellent. And your website, Monica Hawkins? MonicaHawkinsMinistries.org. Connect with me. I would love it to have people connect with you, Monica Hawkins. A real blessing to have you on the show. Good luck with your show, and I'm sure we'll have you back again soon. Thanks, Monica. Thanks, Angie. All right, you can always find me, AngieAustinRadio.com. If you want to meet Monica or anyone you've heard on the show, feel free to uh, shoot me a note, AngieAustinRadio.com. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.